0: Good morning. Welcome to worship, I'm Ben, I'm one of the pastors here at Hope. We are truly glad that you are here today as we worship God in this place. We are continuing uh, this sermon series on the Ten Commandments, knowing, believing that the laws of God, which can be summed up in these Ten Rules for Life, uh, those rules have purpose, they have meaning for the lives that we lead. They order our society, they, they show us our failures, and they teach us how to live As godly people in a sinful world. And I hope you've seen that there's a wisdom, there's a deep wisdom in these commandments because they aren't ours, because they don't come from this world, but they come from the one who made it. And today we see uh, one of those commandments, the seventh one, which seems pretty simple and universal don't steal. I think we'll find it much deeper than it appears. Let's pray as we begin. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, your word which guides us, your word which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. May it light the way today. In Jesus' name, amen. It was about uh, 15 years ago, there was an Italian man named Leonardo who, who sat across the table from a reporter in a Belgian prison. And he looked at that reporter and he said these words I may be a thief and a liar, but I'm going to tell you a true story. And he did. In the early 2000s, Leonardo decided that he was going to pull off one of the biggest heists that the world had ever seen. He posed as a diamond dealer, and he rented an office in the Antwerp World Diamond Center in Antwerp, Belgium. And over the next 18 months, Leonardo and a few other accomplices who were nicknamed Speedy, the Monster, the Genius, and the King of Keys, great nicknames, by the way, they surveilled that building. Inside of that building was a vault that was filled with money, jewels, diamonds, and gold. This group of men, they hid cameras above the vault door to watch the combinations that were used to get in. They built a full-scale model of this vault to practice getting in and out. The day before they robbed the Diamond Center, Leonardo went in to the vault posing in his role as a diamond dealer, and while he was in there, he sprayed the motion sensor with hairspray. And the oil from the hairspray insulated that sensor so it wouldn't detect heat or motion. The next day in the evening, when it became dark, the, the group of men, they picked a lock in an adjacent building. They got in to the vault room and they disabled the alarm system and the magnetic field uh, that monitored the room. And then they opened the vault door with a key that they had stolen. And it was inside there in the vault that they disabled the next set of alarms. And in the dark, they used a hand drill to open over a hundred steel lock boxes that were locked both by key locks and combination locks. At 5.30 the next morning, they loaded a car with duffel bags. They'd gotten past a a lock with over a hundred million possible combinations, heat sensors, motion sensors, magnetic fields, Doppler radar, and they had taken diamonds, gold, silver, Jewelry and cash valued at over a hundred million dollars. Apparently, Leonardo, Speedy, the monster, the genius, and the king of keys had missed the day in Sunday school where they talked about the seventh commandment, you shall not steal. And it's not as glamorous as it seems, by the way. Those men were caught and they went to prison. Big consequences for a big crime. You shall not steal. Things are stolen every single day. A few days ago, someone stole a car here in Fargo. I heard that on the news. I heard on the radio that the tax season is a a prime time for identity theft because people are accessing their information so often. We all get scammers in our email each and every day trying to take something. The reality of the need for this commandment is all around you and I, but it's not just for someone else to hear. You and I need to hear it too. Now, I would guess that none of us have rented an apartment in Belgium so that we could surveil and rob a diamond center. Maybe we haven't stolen someone's car or their identity, but we've broken that commandment. If we're honest, we know that we've done it too. We've taken something from someone, something that isn't ours to begin with. Maybe it was money, a few dollars here and there with the promise that, oh, I'll pay that back. Maybe it was time uh, from an, empo- an employer. Maybe it was supplies from the office. Uh, remember when music was stolen all the time, downloaded without paying for it. Uh, and it's not just stuff that you can hold uh, that, that we steal. It's not just stuff that, that you can buy that we've stolen. Maybe it's answers on a text. or or someone's place in line or or maybe you've stolen credit for something that you didn't do or or maybe you've stolen somebody's reputation or you've stolen their moment by making it all about you. Maybe it was by mistake. You you left too little to cover the bill or, or you walked out with the ranch dressing at the bottom of your cart. I don't know. Things happen. You shall not steal. Maybe we aren't big time thieves but we've done it. And we know it's wrong. And because of that, we need this commandment for the living of these days. God gave the commandments to the people of Israel a long time ago as they were waiting for him to move them into the land that he had promised. Uh, before uh, that, they had been slaves and God had delivered them, but, but they had been slaves who hadn't owned anything and now they needed to learn how to live with stuff of their own. And we all learn that, I suppose, as we go through life. We need to. At our house right now with an almost three-year-old, we're learning about sharing uh, and not just taking the toys that we want, but t- taking our turns. We all Learn that in life, this universal rule about stuff. Don't take what isn't yours. And I suppose at a very, very universal level, we get that. It's understandable that what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. We could stop there and we would probably be reminded of an important truth for living. But the wisdom of this commandment is much deeper than that simple universal truth about protecting what's mine and what's yours. Because yes, what's usually stolen is stuff. And this commandment is about stuff, but it isn't really about stuff. It's about people and it's about God and it's about our relationship with them both. Our gospel today, it comes from a man named John's account of Jesus' life, his death, his resurrection. And we heard today a, a portion of what's sometimes called the good shepherd discourse, which is a fancy way of saying this is about Jesus talking about how he is our good shepherd, the one who leads us, the one who guides us, the one who protects us. He's the one that we follow. He's the one who lays down his life for the sheep. He's the gate by which we come into true good eternal life, and Jesus spends some time in that passage talking about thieves, the ones who steal, and specifically here, he's talking about spiritual thieves, about the ones who tell us what's important in life, about the ones who who mess up our priorities, about the ones who, who lead us astray, who lead us away from the gate to eternal life, and he says these words very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep, all who have come before me are thieves. Thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Other translations put that last sentence this way I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus came into this world not just to save us from this world, but to a promise an abundant life, yes, in the far off future, but also in the here and now. There's an abundant life in him and in him alone. And the thieves, they're all around us. They're telling us what makes life good, telling us to go out and take it, telling us what what makes life good, a, a pile of money, the right car in the garage, the right clothes in our closet, the right titles, the right stuff, and, and none of those things are bad in their own right. We need things in life. We need food and clothing. We need roofs over our heads. In our culture, a, a car is, is pretty important. All of the stuff of life is important, but it's not the source of abundance, and goodness in life, like the thieves tell us. Our abundant life, our good life, comes in our shepherd Jesus, the gate who makes a way for joy for today, hope for tomorrow, and salvation forever. Jesus gives us that abundance. What he calls us to do is to live in a way that shares that abundant life with other people. He wants that good, abundant life for you and for me and also for the person sitting next to you today. He wants you and I to live in a way that gives that same abundance, that shares that same abundance with others. And that's what's at the heart of this commandment. That's what it's truly about when it comes to our stuff. When it comes to the things that we own, our relationship with the stuff of life, are we adding to or subtracting from the abundant life of others? To take from someone is to tear away at that abundant life because when something is stolen, it's not just the thing that is lost. You steal also this sense of security, the sense of trust that we have in the world. It was a few years ago my wife called me and asked, she said, why did you spend over $100 at the dollar store? she had gotten a notification on her phone and I said, I didn't spend over $100 at the dollar store. That'd be over 100 things. And I don't have, I didn't go out and buy over 100 things. And she, so we both knew immediately that something was wrong. Well, we figured it out. I had dropped my wallet walking down the sidewalk and someone had picked it up and taken it to the dollar store and gone on a little bit of a shopping spree. So it was a huge hassle for us to sort that out. You know, you cancel all your cards and you start over. You get a new ID, and I didn't get the picture I wanted on my ID. Uh, But worse than the hassle was this feeling of sadness that came with seeing how sin erodes that feeling of trust in us. I lost more than just my wallet. Stealing takes more than the thing itself. It subtracts. It subtracts from the good abundance of life that Jesus brings into this world. There's a flip side to that as well. A flip side to that commandment. Stealing takes but. But you and I, uh, we can use the stuff of life to build up, to add to the sense of joy and hope in Christ. See, everything that we're given is first and foremost a gift from God. Psalms say the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. And everything that we have that is first given from from God can be used for God's good intended purpose to build towards the abundant life uh, that we have in Jesus. When we use what we have for others or when we protect what others have been given, we make a deposit towards the abundant life that Jesus gives. We add to what Jesus has already begun. There was another time that I lost my wallet. This was after the first time. And yes, there is a theme here. (laughs) I dropped my wallet, going uh, walking down the sidewalk. Again, I need a chain for my wallet, I think. Uh, the, The only difference was this time, someone brought it back to me. With all of the cash inside of it, it could have been theirs. And I never would have known But they didn't take it. They protected and preserved what was mine. And in that moment, I was built up. And my hope in the world grew just a little bit brighter. There was a joy that I felt in that moment a trust, a gratitude, an abundance that was there, the kind that Jesus hopes for each and every one of us. You shall not steal. It's not really about stuff. This commandment today it forces us to ask a question. The question is this. Is our relationship with the material things of life adding to or subtracting from the abundant life of Jesus in this world? And for all of us today, it's probably both adding and subtracting because the reality of our lives is that you and I are are caught between the pull of sin and the grace of Jesus. We are somewhere between sinner and saint, each one of us, and, and we don't always get it right in this life. I read the other day about something that happened years ago It was in a little town in Alabama and there was a boy and his friend. They were at church and they were wandering uh, the church after Sunday school had ended and as they were wandering, they went into a room and they they found in that room a little lockbox that was filled with money and they were able to pry that lockbox open and they took what was in there. It was maybe a few dollars, $20 maybe, uh, which was lots for a few little boys. They took that money. They stole it. Forty years later, one of those little boys who wasn't so little anymore made a phone call to that same church. And he spoke with the pastor. And he told him the story of what he had done and how a few years later he had moved away from that little town. And a few years after that, as he got older, he had started to walk closer and closer with Jesus in his life. But that stolen money, it weighed on him. It became this heavy burden on his heart. He wanted to give something back to the church. So he told the pastor that a check was coming in the mail. And then he sent one: a1,000 dollars. And he told the pastor that he wanted it to go towards children's ministry. That little boy stole, he subtracted from the life of that church, but that man, the one who knew Jesus, he added to it with abundance. What about us? What about you? What about me? Are we living in a way that steals life? from the people around us? Or are we preserving that abundant life? You shall not steal. I think we know that. You shall not steal. But instead, give life. The one that Jesus gives first, freely. There's no need to steal it. It's already been given. Just accept it. Preserve it, treasure it, and share it. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you today for your goodness, for your mercy, for your love. We thank you that everything that we have been given is first and foremost a gift from you. We thank you for the abundant life that comes when we walk through the gate of knowing you, when we come to know Jesus. Let our lives, the lives we live, the things we have, preserve, uplift, and strengthen that abundant life for others. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.